We're in the middle of this contrast from uh, Rabbi Solomon, Rabbi Tisio Solomon. I lived through the contrast, the whole contrast, and it's a Muridikazach. You know what a Muridikazach means? It's a tremendous, tremendous thing that we all want to be matzliach and learning. We want to all be successful in Torah. We want to become Tamidah Hakamim. We want to become better people, right? We learn so much about how Torah is the vehicle by which we can grow and we can change, correct? But we're missing a point and a piece which is so important, and that is that to learn and to be successful in learning, it needs a certain amount of hachono. Does anybody know what hachono means? Preparation. You have to prepare yourself in order to be able to succeed in Torah. And we like to skip that step and go straight into the learning. There's a Rambam I once saw many years ago. I think it was in the Moir Nebuchadnezzar, but I don't remember. The Rambam says, even though people were gifted with intellect, and because they were gifted with intellect, they also have an enjoyment and a sense of fulfillment using their mind. So how come most people are not chachamim? It's a very philosophical, strong question that the Rambam is asking. You're built for it, <clears throat> you have a seepuk for it, you use your mind. And he said, because people are not willing to work on the hagdomas chachamim, which means they want to go straight to the beef and potatoes, but they're not willing to do the necessary steps of Preparation. So I'll give you an example. Let's say I have a kid, right? He loves music and he has a strong desire to learn how to play an instrument, right? So he begs his parents, hire me somebody to teach me how to play the instrument. And he comes in, he wants to learn how to play piano on myself. Yeah. So he comes in and the teacher says to him, okay, first thing we have to do is work on like finger exercises and learning how to read the notes. The guy wants to jam the guitar already. He's not interested in all these achim. So only the real motivated ones that are willing to work all the precepts to the avoid of playing an instrument will be matzliach. But if you want straight away just to be mamish composing shverinigunim, you know, and, and playing at a chasana within three months of your uh, your first le- uh, lessons, they're not going to get there, right? So Torah is a lot more complicated than instruments because the Torah is the manual by which you're going to live your life and which you're going to develop your nefesh and develop a connection with the Rabbeinu Shalom. And be able to figure out what your purpose in life is through the manual of the Torah. It's complicated. So sometimes we jump right in and we think it's all about Mahalach Halimud. You know, Mahalach Halimud is you're not yeshivish enough to know what Mahalach Halimud is. Mahalach Halimud means style of learning. It's Lomdis, it's Amkis, it's it's this, it's that, right? We're very into Mahal Chalimud. This guy's Mahal Chalimud. That rabbi is Mahal Chalimud. 
But it's a lot more than Mahalach Alimud. Of course, you have to have a Mahalach Alimud. No one's going to say nah. Because if you go to a Gemara and you just start reading the Gemara, you go to Mr. Sugi if you don't have the right Maftechot, if you don't have the right keys. Moishi, too far, come, come closer. I know you're tall, but still, you know, I can't see you from back of the back of the thing over there, okay? Grazzy, move over and drop so I can see both Hevra. Right there, perfect. I can see everybody. Eye contact, I'd see if you're hearing what I'm saying. You got it? So, Avadi, you need to have the Mahalach Halimud. Without a Mahalach Halimud, you look at a Gemara, you don't see nothing. Follow? But there's a lot more necessary steps to add dimensions to your approach of learning, which has nothing to do with Mahal Chalim. It's going to be something about Yira'ah, Kavod HaTorah, Kavod Talmidei HaChamim, Busha, we'll see the different things. That's what the whole country is about. It's about understanding. It's really built around the Mimer for Rabbi Ruchum. Rabbi Ruchum goes into a whole Mimer that says, we'll try to, over the next couple of days, develop it, and throughout Shavuot as well, is that the Maimid Harsinai, the, the actual being at Harsinai, the experience of Harsinai, was not something that was a separate experience that happened to be going on at the same time that you got the Torah. Meaning, there was Yira going on there, for sure. There was COVID going on there. They saw the glory and the, the greatness of Hashem that was going on there. There was a Muna going on there, for sure. There was, we're going to see, there was a Busha, which we'll see what that means even. There was things going on at Maimon Arsina, for sure. No one's going to argue about that. That's what it says openly in the Torah. But the Chiddush of Rabbi Rucham is that these things weren't happened to be side gifts, and side benefits that they got from Maimon HaSinai, they're actually the kalim that are necessary to approach learning with. We kind of saw this in the Ramchal too. Because Ramchal says, Ilu kiravnu Remember we went through that Ramchal and Das Tfunis? Ilu kiravnu Right? So we need to understand what that means. You know the Dayenu Piyu, Joey, in the Hagod and Pesach? They say that in your house? I don't think Dayenu? Okay. So, of course, all the different things in Dayenu is not worth anything unless it leads to the final thing. So what's the point of saying Dayenu on each thing? You say, Ilu, uh, you know, Natan Lanu, he took us out of Mitzrayim and didn't give us the Torah, Dayenu. There's no point to going out of Mitzrayim if you're not getting the Torah. No, definitely not. There's no point, Right? If he didn't take us into Eretz Israel, there's no point. 100% no point. So what does it mean, Dayenu? It's enough. Dayenu means that each thing is a gift in itself. But of course, each gift in itself is contributing to the big picture, right? So we say, The oimik is, of course we need these gifts that we got by Maimon like for the Torah. They're not just independent gifts. Dayenu is like, as go home. They're for the purpose of studying Torah, but they are gifts by themselves. And that's when the 
the Ramchal says that we got the Koch Avodah, let's say, at Maimon City. It says you got all the Milos and the Teferis and the, everything that the Jewish people need, they got at Maimon Asilo, Dayenu. But not Dayenu because they're Midas Bifnayatsmum and you don't need them for Torah. No, 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 no. You got Koch Avodah to keep the Torah. You got all these Milos to keep the Torah. What happens to us sometimes in life is we forget about all those milers. We just look at the bottom line. We have Torah, and we learn Torah. We forgot that these Torah needs the stuff, the gifts that came along with it in order to have those kelim to keep the Torah. We forgot that. We can have people, Bochrim, let's say, or Avrechim, it doesn't matter. Balabatim, it doesn't make a difference. That the Yerushalayim level is very low. The Zalzalim tefillah, Zalzalim all kinds of things. They can be, I don't know what they're doing for entertainment. I don't know what they're doing on their pastime. Uh, whatever they're going on in their lives. But they come and they learn to Torah every day. So it's nice, it's beautiful, it's special. We learn Torah. But understand that Torah is part of a package. It's not just the Torah. It's part of a package. You understand? And that's a, a message that keeps coming up in this country. I, again, I read it fast. I just read the whole thing from beginning to end. So obviously we're going to go over and get all the amkas here. But something that keeps coming up in this country and every once in a while, Ramatisio mentions that, that we forgot, we think it's Torah is Torah and Torah and Mahalach Halimud, and we get lost in that, and we don't realize it's a much bigger picture. Torah is a much bigger picture. We want to be successful in life. We want to reach big levels in life, and we want to have a purposeful life. It's a very important thing. When you're young, and you're beginning your life, you think that you take things for granted, that for sure, you know, you're going to live a very purposeful life, and you'll have a beautiful family, and you'll have a great wife, and you'll have the best kids, and you'll be successful in Parnassa, and you're going to be all happy with yourself by the time you're 45 years old, you're going to say, wow, look what I did, look what I got, look what I built, right? But I just, I don't want to burst your bubble of, uh, you know, fantasy, but all that is work. It's not for it come by itself. Work. It's big avoid to make a beautiful shown by you and your wife. It's a big work to be able to bring good, healthy children to the world and to raise them in a proper way and have a good relationship with them. It's a big work. You understand? Any level that you want to reach in life is a big work, and that big work needs a package. Okay, so let's try to get some Ma'amarim in here, or at least some Yasaitis, before the holiday comes. It's just catching up on us really quickly. Let's see what we can get. So I just want to theorize what we were doing yesterday. Yesterday we said a big Amkis, giant Amkis. I think it's something that we have to think about a lot. We have to realize, starting with the Yasaid of the Beis HaLevi, Torah. Which means, you as a logical person living in a real materialistic world, and you're part of the world, and you have seichel, 
and you have you have seichel, and you have a personality, and you have midot. The way you perceive life, the way you perceive what's considered good, what's considered bad, what's considered value, what's considered a, a approach to life, you name it, the way your brain, your logical brain thinks, although it is logical, it's not illogical, it's logical. You're not a dumbo. It's logical. But it's hepech da'atorah. Why is it hepech da'atorah? Because Torah is coming from above, from Hashem. So it's above your way of thinking. You don't think like that naturally. So now you got a chidush. So Torah is to teach you a chidush. Teach you something that you wouldn't think. But at the same time, we say that the mishpatim of the Torah, right? I'm sure you've heard this many times. The mishpatim of the Torah, not chukim. There's chukim and there's mishpatim. Chukim, I don't understand. Why should you have to wear, what's wrong with a suit from Saks Fifth Avenue that has one strand of uh, linen in the collar? I can't wear the suit. It's a little muvan. It is muvan, but not muvan to us, and it was never revealed to us. So that comes together chuk. Certain things are chukim, there is Havana to it, there is understanding to it, but human mind was not given that understanding. Paraduma, different things, fine. But then we have Mishpatim, right? Dinim, all the Mishpatim, the Inyanam of Tzedakah, the Inyanam of Chesed, right? So what do we say about Mishpatim? Mishpatim, we do understand. But here's the mistake of human beings. You think you understand it because of your logical brain that you're given. But the writer, that's not true because it says every day in davening you say it or you're supposed to say it. Mishpatim balyidaun. That only the Jewish people understand mishpatim and goyim don't understand mishpatim. Are goyim stupid? No. They have scientists. They have doctors. They have lawyers. There's very smart people out there. Don't walk around thinking only Jews are smart. Noim are plenty smart. Chochma bagoyim tamin. Gemara says, you can believe. If someone says that goyim have chokhmah, you believe. So they're not stupid. But why can't they understand the mishpatim? If mishpatim are logical, so why can't they understand it? And the answer is, because Torah bagoyim. There's no. That's what the Gemara says. Darshan is a person. Chochmah bagoyim tamin. But if it's Mishpatim, then let it be Nikhlal and Chokhmah. It's a big question. Not so simple. So you see that the Torah, even the Mishpatim, are Chidushim, big Chidushim, that don't fit your personality or your reality. But you're built in a way that if you work on it, it will become part of your thinking. And you'll hop it. You'll talk and hop it. You'll talk and make sense. But it'll make sense to you because you're a Jew and you develop the understanding to it and you develop a personality that fits it and you'll be able to live it. Okay? So, for example, I was once thinking uh, during Yom Kippur, I have to admit my sin during Yom Kippur, while we're saying al-chet and vidu is a vidu and you know. 
So you're supposed to be having remorse and feeling bad and crying, and all of a sudden, in the middle, I got happy. I had an interesting emotional feeling in the middle of Vido, uh, uh, filled with happiness. How could you be filled with happiness? <laughs> in the middle of Vido, I started to think if a goy would read this Vido, he will say, You guys are crazy people. Well, you're, you're, you're so busted up that you ate steak when you really weren't, uh, shouldn't have indulged in the steak. What do you mean? Life is about indulgement, you know? What's wrong with indulgent? I ate to fill my stomach and not to serve Hashem. Ay, 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 ay. The whole shul. Everybody on every level has to say to Vidui, I ate the steak to fill my stomach. I had a thought pass through my mind that wasn't Sneer's thought. You know, okay, a fleeting moment went through your brain, big deal. If I would write a Vidui for the Goyim, it would be short and it would be very vulgar, you know? I did the worst arise in the world, Hatati. Father, please forgive me. You know? I shot a man point blank, cold blood, you know, Hatati. You understand? But then my friend looked at me and I didn't say shalom to him when he was expecting a hello. I don't owe nobody nothing. You'd be, not, you'd be happy if I say hello to you. You know what I mean? I'll always say hello to you if I have something from you. If I have nothing from you, you don't exist as far as I'm concerned. And it's not illegal. Not mechoyev. Not to say hello to people. And we say you mechoyev to say hello to people. And now, it's unbelievable. I was thinking about it. Imagine, you know, in the world, the Goyesha Welt, right? You watch your movies, you watch your television shows, you know. Unfortunately, we live in the world. We know more about him than we should, right? If you would take in the movies, right, being a tough guy, being a bad guy for, being a koichi for oitzim yodi guy, that's a hush of a guy. That's a hero. The other guy, super nice guy, always saying hello to people, being mevata. The guy is the hazit case of the hazit case of the hazit cases. Guy needs a therapist. You understand? So you take a Torah Jew, say the Spitz Torah Jew, right? The guy is Mr. Nice Guy, saying hello to everybody, blessing people, being mevate, doing chesed. Now, you don't want to be that guy because your whole life you're looking at that guy as a, as a geek, as I don't know what he is, right? I want to be a guy who's a gavra because that's what I'm exposed to from the guy in the gavra, be a gavra. Be a nice guy. Be a gavra. Right? So the Torah way of thinking and the Torah's personality does not fit you. Ki You want to be the guy in the dormitory who sits down. He has seven guys around him. Gashtelling stories. Lush and horror. The Olam is eating every word that comes out of his mouth. He's the coolest guy in the room. He's getting the most covered. Popular guy, that guy is not living with the Torah. 
Or you want to be the guy who says, listen, uh, sorry, you can't say that. The guy that you want to punch in the face, so you're allowed to say a nice kishmak story, and then he says, asur. You want to kill him, right? So now you want to be that. But that's what the Torah wants. The Torah wants to say, you want to know what means? explain to you. You would think that, let's say, someone's about to say Lashon Har about somebody in Yeshiva, right? So you say, oh, I learned my lesson of the day from the Chofetz Chaim, it's Asur, I'm going to get up and walk out. And I'm a big tzaddik. I got up and I walked out. You were not Mekayim V'Haftarecha Kumach. You know why? Because if somebody was saying Lashon Har about you, you found out someone was saying Lashon Har about you, would you just say, okay, what am I going to do? Or are you going to do everything in your power to show them that they're wrong? You're going to say it's not true. You're saying things about me. It never happened. You're going to answer up what you did. You're going to protect your image, right? You're going to protect your name. So, you to stick up for the guy and to protect his name. Because you have to behave towards someone else like you behave for yourself. In the secular world, that doesn't make sense. Okay, at least I'm not a mushchus, you know? At least I'm not knocking the guy. I'm not putting him down. But I should go out of my way to, 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 to justify him and to do what I would do for myself, I should do for him. To have such a chiv, right? So right now, all the mishpatim of the Torah don't make sense to you. Not one ounce of it. You understand? And if you go through all the laws, laws of business, laws of things, you will see what the Torah wants from us is I have to live in a way that you're also part of the picture. You understand? How does it work in the non-Jewish world? Let's take it for a second. Let's say you're a Republican uh, politician and the other guy's a Democrat, right? What do we do? I fight you till then. I want the whole world to be Republican and to think my days, right? And the Democrat wants to fight and fight and wants the whole world to be machriya to his day. Now they have a fight. Sometimes the Republican wins, sometimes the Democrat wins, and then we have to have shalom because bottom line is we have to live in the world with each other. But Be'etzim, my agenda, has to go till the end. I want every person in the United States of America to believe in my shita. Till the end, right? That's how it works. It's like sports. You want to win every game, every point, every basket till the end, you know? Fight till the end. The Torah's Ashkaf is, with all your agendas and all your things... Your friend has to be in the picture. It's never till the end. I have to leave a place for another guy. Never till the end. Yeah, never till the end. That's a funny thing. Let me go till the end. Let him go till the end. Then we'll make shalom somewhere in the middle. I can't go till the end. You know, when it comes to eating, how do people work when they eat? They eat and eat and eat till there's no more room there, yeah? Correct? Taiva goes till the end. The rivet comes along and he says, you want to work on your tithes? Make a plate. But don't go till the end. Leave a piece. My Rebbe used to do that. Not till the end. We don't do till the end. Till the end means all me. So if there's other people in the picture, people in the picture, 
I can teach myself that it's not my Ritzonah till the end. God's in the picture. It's not till the end. But that's not the normal way of acting or reacting or, or approaching life, right? So these are all chidushim. The Torah's chidushim. Big chidushim. The whole Torah's full of chidushim. So first you have to break your head to understand those chidushim. And eventually to, to, to try to develop the personality and the brain of the Torah. That's what you're trying to do, right? But it doesn't mean that you totally erase your personality. And I want to explain that. So I'll tell you a small story. I'm going to try to bring it out from there, right? So I had this guy come to me, not from our yeshiva, Ashkenaz boy. Came to me, he says he's going out with a girl, everything's good, but he has a very big suffix and maybe he wants to drop the shidduch. So I asked him, what's the suffix? He said that he's very into chesed. And he explained to me, you know, what he, his chesed that he's very into. And it's important to him that the girl should be a balas chesed, not just a good girl. She should be a balas chesed. That's an important thing to him, right? So I said, how do you know the girl's not a balas chesed? He said, because I tested her. Like, I, I said certain things about the chesedim that I do, and I wanted to see if that's her, her thing. But she didn't respond that it's her thing. I could see it's not her thing. So therefore, good. Next one, right? So I said to him, do you look at my Baal Chesed? He says, yeah, yeah, you know, you have students, you have people in your house, yeah, yeah, you have Baal Chesed. I said, did you ever see me on the side of the road with Haverim changing a tire? Huh? No. Why not? I'm Baal Chesed. That's not my personality to do chesed like that, correct? My chesed comes out like this. The chaverim guy's chesed comes out like that. Everybody, according to their personality. The tzara shavas were bal chesed. We live chesed a different way, right? So you're assuming because she wasn't the spoil from your mahalach of chesed that she's not a bal chesed. Maybe if you talk to her about the sukkah, you'll see where her bal chesed comes up and you'll see that you have a mistake in the person. They end up getting married. But the point is that we have to understand when the Torah says chesed, Hashem wants that we're not robots that everybody looks exactly the same. What kind of life is that? Everybody has to be different. That's the colorful world, how each person's personality is, is, is coming out in the Torah way. So you have to become a balchesed as a second personality because you're not a balchesed when you're born. You're born selfish. You only think about yourself. You're not a Balchassan by nature. Even if you're a nice guy, you're not a true Balchassan by nature. You have to develop that. You become a Balchassan means you took a second personality called the Torah personality being Balchassan. But how the Chassan's going to look in your world, that's where you'll link it up to your old personality. You understand? And therefore, you can find a place within yourself that the Torah concepts could resonate by you. You know what resonate means? Anybody knows what resonate is? Mechanical resonance? Like it means it has to make like a vibration. You know, mechanical resonance? Let's say you have a bridge, right? Verisonal bridge. There's tons and tons and tons of weight that, that, that travels over that bridge every day. So it's a pretty sturdy bridge, right? But the law is that the mar- army cannot march over the bridge. Marching. It's not so much weight compared to what's going over, right? But what it does is it creates a vibration. And there's also a frequency inside the bridge. Everything has movement. 
right? So when the frequency of the of the marching and the frequency of the bridge meet, it creates a tremendous vibration, which will cause the bridge to collapse. So the army guys uh, marching over the bridge can destroy the bridge more than the cars, right? So we have inside of us a frequency, a religious frequency, a Torah frequency. Now we just have to find the resonance that makes it move. You follow? So if I could think how I could fit, how Chesed will talk to me in a way that I could find resonance within myself that it should be there, then I will start to feel that that movement within myself. So I have to fit it myself. But you have to develop a Torah personality. But what is going to be the the motivator to make me want to work on myself and want to change because that's the thing that scares us the most is change. Masil Sasharam has a powerful line. I gotta end quickly, it's late. Has a powerful line. And he says, after this the whole chapter of Nikias, which is a high level, he says it's harder than it looks. It's just that you don't want to change. That's what scares you. Scares you to change. Because this is my whole MO. This is me. I'm Mr. Cool Guy. I got a nice hairdo. I drive my black car. This is me. You know, this is me. Now you're going to tell him, bring me this Basile Sharm. In front of my eyes, I'm painting this most bland, fafrumte guy you ever saw in your life. No shot. I ain't being that. That's a mistake. Because there's a place in your personality that it can live, and you can be you. But you can live with the personality of the Torah. You understand? That's the idea. It's a big, big subject. It's not.